We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. He had like a book of spells on the side of his bed. Wait, what do you mean book of spells? A book of spells, like Harry Potter, like like spells, real spells. Like he was casting spells? Spells, yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, he's so fun. This is eclectic. (laughs) Did he ever cast a spell? Girl, I don't know because he must have because I stayed. Matt, you can also get up off the floor. He's been lying on the floor. <laughs> it's a ghost. He's a ghost. He's <laughs> not real. I'm just going to go back to the floor. This is the weirdest uh, weekend of my life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. It's Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby, and we're on Skype because I'm in a weird hotel room. Uh, this weekend went, I don't, I don't want to say south because we're having a good time. Yeah, it didn't go south. It went east-ish. Yeah, so Friday night, I was bored, you know, just like not doing anything. And then I messaged this guy on Hinge, and I was like, what's up? What are you doing? It just sparked this whirlwind romance. So... Here we are. It looks beautiful. <laughs> he was supposed to leave. When were you supposed to leave? Sunday morning? Yeah. And you're okay. squatting? <laughs> My friend was like, why are you staying in a hotel when you have a two bedroom? Because we're in a hotel room and not an apartment. This is, we can do whatever the fuck we want here. Yeah, because I can eat in the bed and I don't have to clean the sheets. That's why we're exactly. fucking here. No, um, that's what we did uh, for Valentine's Day. We went and stayed at the Standard in East Village. And got breakfast the next morning. And I was like sitting there trying not to get shit everywhere. And then I realized, I'm like, this doesn't affect me at all. I can do whatever I want. And luckily, I'm not one of those shitty people. But that's when you realize, you're like, oh, this is why, like, they always tell you disgusting stories about hotel rooms. Because everyone thinks this way. Is the East Village standard the same as the meatpacking standard? Because they're, he said that uh, the meatpacking standard, the windows are like circles. And people have sex in them. 
So it's like, you know, you're a New Yorker when you see someone fucking in the standard windows. They are not the same, but I have also heard that story. Is that why you went East Village instead of? Yeah, we requested the room that was facing the Catholic Church. So So you were fucking with the blinds open towards the Catholic Church? We specifically opened the blinds for that purpose. Like you, we really had to maneuver ourselves in front of this window in such a way that it was very purposeful for God, for Jesus and love. (laughs) Yeah, save a little boy from trouble Mm -hmm. on Valentine's Day. Something else to jack off to. So I'm like, here you go, sir. Okay, wait. So I have a I have a fetish. Speaking of Valentine's Day, yay! Good. It's called. I might be saying this wrong. Formicophilia. Formica. Something about countertops. You like to have sex on countertops. I feel like that's no, all but that's a really good guess. I wonder what that's called because that's definitely a fetish. That's not a fetish. That's just like can't always be a bed. Yeah, that's true. Because not everyone has a bed. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> This man lives in a hotel. He's homeless. <laughs> Formicophilia. It's the sexual interest in being crawled upon or nibbled by insects, such Ooh, as small no. ants or small creatures. And I'm like, did this happen because someone got bed bugs and then immediately got hard? Yes. That's like my biggest fear. I get an ant on me like once a year and I feel that thing for the next forever. That would not get me turned on at all. I know. I, it reminds me of when I was living in New Orleans when I was like six or seven or around that age. And I heard the ice cream man coming. So I went to go run to catch the ice cream man and I stepped in a red ant farm. Mm. And so they were crawling at my body. Like it, was, it hurt so bad, but I wanted ice cream so bad. I ripped off all my clothes as a seven-year-old, went to the ice cream truck and got I was full blown naked at the ice cream truck with the ice cream man. <laughs> And he gave me two for free. And my mom was so upset because I was like, Mom, I got two free ice creams. I'm this naked seven-year-old walking home in with two New free Orleans. <laughs> in New Orleans. And she was like, no shit, you got two free ice creams. You're a fucking naked seven-year-old. <laughs> my mom was so upset. So anyway, I meant, I know I turned on the ice cream man by getting bit by ants, <laughs> but me personally was not turned on. Not and I have this, and now I have this fear of red ants because it hurts so bad. I mean, that's valid. That's how that should go. It shouldn't go the opposite way. Yeah, I'm wondering who this fetish is. It's got to be a guy who, like, has a bunch of roommates. Yeah, no, bed bugs is actually the best, probably your best guess for that. Like, they would fucking love it. Like, they probably see the mattresses that are out on the sidewalk. They're like, "Mm, yeah. This is my time to come alive. Is it? I just wonder, like, what you do in that situation. Do you just let the bugs crawl all over you and you jack off? I mean, it's so tricky because there's obviously you wouldn't want your penis to get nibbled on. Every guy wants their penis to get nibbled on. <laughs> it took, before it came out, I'm like, wait a minute. Um, yeah, you were like saying it and you didn't even believe yourself. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, good one, Sky. No, I just, mm, the burning part. Like I think of fire ants. Like that can't feel good, but I guess that's the point. I don't know. Yeah, it says such as ants or small creatures. It didn't say fire ants. Okay. Black ants don't really hurt. Or like, would you want ticks? Because then ticks are like there. They don't just bite and walk away. They're like on you. I feel like no, that's you don't want a tick thing. because then you get lime or what I have on my back, which looks yeah. like someone just jizzed all over me and just like spread In it acid. out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It looks like someone's jizz was acid. All right. Well, I mean... I'm all about the fetishes and I want people to do what works for them. But this one would, it'll take a little while for me to come around to it. 
that's why I don't think it's a female thing. I think it's a male thing because it, my guy friend was like one time like, why do women hate bugs so much? And I'm like, that's so true. I literally had a cockroach, two cockroaches in my first apartment in New York and I got a hotel. Yeah. I couldn't handle it. I can't go camping. <laughs> For that reason? For that exact, I don't like bugs. I just don't want a bug anywhere near me. I don't, none of that works for me. Spiders don't bother me, but literally everything. Roaches obviously are disgusting. Anything that can fly, but isn't always flying, I don't like that either. But then we love ladybugs. So what the fuck is that? It takes me a second though. I feel like if a ladybug like lands on me, and I think that's more of just because somebody told me when I was five that they're good luck. I'm like, okay, I need all the luck I can get. Yeah, cockroaches do need a new PR person. That's all it could ever be. Where are you going? Can I have a drinker? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm like yelling at him in his own Bleeding. hotel. Yeah, so we're going to Miami next month. Are you really? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we can cut that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what a weekend. He doesn't even live in the city. So that's why I wrote him. He lives here, but he doesn't. He lives in Boston with his mom. <laughs> and he's visiting um why are you visiting well i look at apartments and then he's supposed to meet up with a girl and i was supposed to go out with a dj named tony on friday <laughs> <laughs> and really tony... good things happen for everyone in this <laughs> yeah so dj tony bailed on me this girl ghosted him so we were uh really in a position to hit Found each other in a hopeless place i'm ready to get hurt again Anyway, so he, uh, yeah, we're uh, going to Miami next month. And Tulum. <laughs> going to Tulum for our birthdays because we have the same birthday. Just hit all the hot spots. Go to LA. Just <laughs> spread this shit around. You were trying to be super spreaders as a couple. <laughs> I mean, there's your secret for the week. Yeah, literally. My crazy bitch of the week. He's like, it's literally you. You are crazy. It's always bitch. us. We're always the crazy ones. I actually will say I had... I have a crazier one because this is just weird behavior. The guy that sent me a dick pic. Oh, uh, yeah. So from your matchmaking service, a guy sent you a dick pic? Yes. I sent him a client of mine. I'm like, I think you guys would be a good fit. And he was douchey in his response to that, which I'm like, all right. But then I'm like, okay, thanks for your honesty. I'll definitely keep you in mind for the future. And then he wrote back. He's like, just for future reference, here are the girls that I have been nailing. I'm like, number one, who says nail? He said nailing? that I've been nailing. He's like, I'm doing pretty well on Tinder. I'm like, that's the fucking point of Tinder, genius. Of course you're doing well on Everyone Tinder. Everyone does well on Tinder. He was gross. Then he sent me pictures of a naked girl and then three pictures of a dick and then someone sucking a dick. I don't think it was his. And I just wrote back, I'm like, this is extremely inappropriate and disrespectful. And then I obviously went and posted it to my close friends on Instagram. <laughs> So how did you reach out through, through LinkedIn to say, I have a client who I think would be a good no, fit for you? No, we have a database and he was in our database already. Like he responded to that first email. He's like, oh, I'm not interested. Or he said something, it was much ruder, but he said basically, oh, I'm not interested. I'm like, okay. And that happens. That's fine. Um, so I was just like, okay, cool. Well, I'll keep you in mind if I start working with anyone else who could be a better fit. And that's when I got the dick pics in response to that. So like the conversation was closed. We had no reason to be talking at all. And we really had no reason to be sending dick pics to me who like clearly is not asking for them. I'm just like, I don't like them anyway. Why would I want them from a man who looks like a thumb? It was it's a bad dick pic. It was basically like if you had an old grandpa who like lost a finger in the war and it was just a <laughs> stump, it was like that. But like, it actually sounds pretty hot in my mind. It was not. 
and I did not want it. <laughs> Is that the first dick pic you've ever gotten from work? No, unfortunately, it's not. People have done this before. I don't get them like frequently, but I've received them. I get asked out a lot, which is just people like I'll have a conversation with someone. They'll be like, I'm looking for a real relationship. I'm like, great. So are all of these women that I'm working with. And then they're like, what about you? I'm like, sir, no, I, I have 10 women that are single right here that I'm act, like actively trying to match you with. Don't talk to me. So then I always like my response is always just like, oh, I matched myself forever ago. Now I'm just trying to spread the love. But also don't do that. Do not ask, because the thing is, here's how I think of it. I'm basically a glorified recruiter. Like my job and a recruiter's job and like a real estate agent's job are all very similar. <laughs> the only difference is that my job involves people's personal lives. But if someone were to be like, hey, Hannah, this is Skylar from Indeed. I think I have a job for you. Here's the description. Let me know if you're interested in hearing more about it. You wouldn't be like, no, I'm not interested, but here's my fucking vagina. You just wouldn't do that. Yeah, because my vagina's not that good, so I wouldn't send that as my forefront of a job opportunity. However, <laughs> exactly. if I had like, a huge dick, I might be like, look, if it's finance, like, I'm here for and it. And yet they never do. The ones that send the unsolicited dick pics to me, it's always disappointing. I'm like, of course you have to be on Tinder. Where else are you getting play? So he's my crazy bitch of the week. You need to keep a file of these dick pics. I do. I know. Like, one of my friends texted me back after she saw it. She's like, do you know his, like, if you have a profile on him, don't you know his employer? I'm like, I know everything about him. So she's like, why don't you send his dick pics to his, like, boss? I'm like, because I'm not one of those. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I don't care that much. It's gross and unnecessary. But, like, I'm not going to ruin your job at KPMG just because you and your tiny dick had nothing else to do this week. Also, you're going to email the HR at KPMG and be like, this guy sent me his dick. She was like, yeah, get in line, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, like what the fuck do you think I've been dealing with? Yeah, send me the photo. I can tell you it's Brad right now. (laughs) Just tell by one vein. (laughs) Shit. Well, you know, I'm sorry you had to see that, but him too. But it's it's fine. Yeah, if it's small enough, it's funny. Um, Okay, well, our guest this week, she's such a good friend. We used to work together at Comedy Central. She's just so funny. She's a great comedian. Sydney Washington. Let's go. Wait, Sydney, you're dating someone. I am. I am dating someone. Wait, I thought that I messaged you that. I thought that I, when we uh, text last, I told you that I was in a relationship. No? No, you didn't. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's, I I usually lead with that. Wait, how did you guys meet? Girl, the pandemic. What you mean? (laughs) I know. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm currently at the Soho Grand with a person I met on Friday, so. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. That's, that is, fuck me. What about you? Let's talk about your life. <laughs> Wait, no. How did, what app did you guys meet on? We did it real old school and we, we met on Instagram. <laughs> Who messaged yeah. you first? She messaged me, but she checked the comments of like a thread or whatever. And I had like wrote something about a podcast that she was going to be on. And then she checked my page and then it was the love at first selfie, you know? Yeah, she's hot. I mean, I'm at an age where it's like either I'm getting with somebody for love or looks and I mean, (laughs) I'm still doing the looks, honey. But it just so happened we really, really love each other too. So how long have you guys been dating? Uh, For six months now. I think next month. this is like a long relationship. You're like in a serious relationship. (laughs) 
Yeah, girl, I'm 36. I don't play. We're, I don't do the games. I don't have an yeah, Xbox you, or none of that. So you're posting these thirst traps and now you're in a relationship for six months? Like, it's just, I'm a little no, thrown I, off. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let's, 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 let's get this correct, okay? They're not thirst traps. They're not thirst traps. They're just, hey, I got it. Why not? Like, soon my fake tits will be sliding down my rib cage and <laughs> in my, like, stomach. I, I need to get this all out before, you know, I hit 50. So it's not a thirst trap. I've always had, like, good photos. I mean, I'm not over here talking about, oh, my God, I'm so sad. Who wants to come over here and suck my tits? Like, it ain't a thirst trap. It's just... I got I got 32 double D's and you know when I wear a V-neck you're gonna see them so like what <laughs> so you think there's sadness in a thirst trap you're like there's no sadness here so it's not a fucking thirst trap yeah yeah actually well um so you're doing well then <laughs> yeah 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 I mean it took it took me some time but like yeah I mean you know I was in that relationship for five years and I was pretty rough um mainly rough on me because I was dealing with like hardcore depression and then I got on meds and then I was like dating somebody else and they kind of got the brunt of me trying to get my life together and then I was perfectly ready for the person I'm with now that's what happens you got like layover layover dick or ass or whatever and then you get to your destination that's true wait yeah. are you on Zoloft too no I'm on uh Vinaflaxin or something like that I've never heard of that. It's it's great. It's great. I mean, it makes me sleep a lot, but other than that, that's why I look so fucking good. I'm well rested. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever gotten Botox? I just got it. So no. Where did you get Botox in your forehead? No, on my crow's feet. Oh wait, why your crow's feet? I didn't even know you had crow's feet. It's just (laughs) because yeah, I don't sleep as much as you. I I don't sleep well. I have like anxiety, so I'm up all the time. Mm-mm. Let me tell you what's going on. We are looking at ourselves way too much because I, I mean, this is, this sounds like a, a flex, but even me who like, I know that I have like great skin or whatever. I'm nitpicking at every little thing because I'm looking too much. I've never looked at myself this much in my entire life. I'm always looking. Cause it's like, what else is there to do? Write a script? No. Like I need to look and see how many new pores are like, showing up on my nose it's stupid that's so true i know because at the beginning of quarantine i was having facetime sex and i was like looking at myself obviously and i was like Mm -hmm. shit i need to lose some weight i lost weight because i was like literally looking at myself naked masturbating and i was like this isn't good (laughs) sending nudes i was like this is bad it's time for me to get a treadmill i made my parents get it because i was living in my parents basement so i made Mm -hmm. them get a treadmill i was like mom you like to walk right and uh it was really because i was just sending nudes and they looked terrible Yo, I need, I need a treadmill too, because I'm doing, I'm like walking from the bed to the couch, to the bathroom, to the refrigerator and back to the couch. Like there's no steps going on over here. Well, cause you told me that your pants don't fit. And then you posted those photos. I'm like, Sydney's a fucking, you're. They don't fit. They don't fit. All I wear is like a boxer shorts, boy shorts, panties. I'm not wearing pants and that, like I have shorts on right now. I don't wear pants. I don't wear jeans or anything like that. For what? What are we doing that for? No, people who hang out wearing jeans, it's just like a disaster. I had a roommate who did and I loved her, but she would like on a Saturday, we would just be sitting there watching TV. And if I, as soon as I walk into my apartment, it's like I shed everything and I need everything to be as loose as possible. Mm -hmm. She would just be there in like a turtleneck and jeans watching Food Network and shit with me. Wait, did she go outside in those clothes? 
Yeah. She would on a Saturday, like get ready for the day. Even if we had no plan, she was like dressed just in case. But was she single? I mean, no, but like she was just always, she made plans with her life and she like had no problem being like, I'm just going to go meet up with somebody real quick. I cannot do that. I need to be informed. Well, let's not be mad at her. Let's not be mad at her. Cause no, I, believe, oh no. I believe if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Well, that's why I thought she was single, because, you know, you always got to be ready at any moment. Any text could come in. You got to fucking have makeup on. You never know who's going to pop yeah. up on Hinge. Who knew I, who knew Friday I would be uh, in the Soho Grand on a Monday. So This I mean, is crazy. You have to tell me what the fuck is going on. Yeah, tell this story. Well, he's standing right there. So. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he lived it, too. He knows. Me. Yeah, text me about it. Did you did yeah. you know him for a while? No, you just talked to him on Friday. <laughs> no, wow. Friday. Live your life. I mean, live your life like it's your last. So I, I... Cause it might be, cause he might kill me. Is it a beige man? Uh, you mean like a white, a white man? Yes, yeah. girl. Yeah. I'll, I've watched so many documentaries. I can't believe after everything we've seen, the people who raided and like went to the Capitol, all of this shit. And you're like, you know what? I do want to date a man, a white man. Yes, I do. I never met him. Let me meet him at a hotel. Yes, yes. During a global pandemic. Girl, you're lucky I'm not your mom. I, oh. Yeah, my mom asked me what I did last night. I was like, nothing, hanging out. <laughs> but Cindy, I also do want to talk about this story that, because Cindy and I started a podcast with God, or we did a pilot podcast with Gabby Central. And that story you told me with the two guys. What story? Oh, the one where I, oh God, girl, damn, why are you bringing up the past, bitch? Okay, so yeah, I was dating two people, right? And then I got pregnant and I didn't know who was the dad. Well, I, I did know, but whatever. <laughs> and I ended up trying to get money from both of them for my abortion. And then I realized that my mother had Blue Cross Blue Shield and I could get an abortion on that. I ended up getting, you know, getting it on there. But then one of the, the nice guy gave me $250. And then I, I bought an iPod Nano with that and I gave it to the guy who, who didn't give me any money. So, you know, you live and you learn and you laugh. And, you know, I was very dumb. I was, what was I, 20, 21? Like, I was in college. It was But awful. is that foolish? To me, that story, you were the smartest, most economical person. No. First of all, why would I get an iPod Nano? Out of all the things to do with $250, an iPod Nano? And then and it's give it to another guy. I was going to say, why would you give it away? Because the fact that he didn't want to be with me anymore, I was like, I have, have to get him Now back. I love you. <laughs> I have to get him back with uh, a nano. I am so glad that I am my age. I'm I'm very happy. Like, I hate that I didn't do anything substantial before 30 so I could be on Forbes 30 under 30. But I'm so glad that I am my age now and I'm just not doing dumb shit like that anymore. Anybody who's like my age, who's like feels ashamed about things that they've done in the past. It's like, no, you have to live life so that when you get older, you don't do stuff like that anymore. You got to get it all the, get it out of your system. There's people who've been good all their life and now they're 35, 36 murdering. So you think the people who murder their wives are like, I just didn't live in my twenties. So yeah. I have to yeah. <laughs> murder this bitch so I can live now. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Exactly what I was saying, Hannah. Thank you. No, but I feel like because now I'm in therapy, I could have saved myself so many dudes that were like total pieces of shit had I just been in therapy like a few years earlier. It led me to therapy, I guess. Well, that's the thing. Like I was reading one of those like memes, not a meme, but I was 
reading one of those things on Instagram where they're like, it's about therapy. And it's like a lot of people go to therapy when something awful happens. They go during the last minute, but it's like you should actually be going to therapy when you think everything is okay. Because then you can work on the things that you don't know are there, the underlining issues. But then therapists wouldn't be making the money that they're making right now. So, you know, go off, queen. Wait, are you seeing a therapist? I am not. I am not seeing a therapist. I have a psychiatrist so for my medication, but I do not have a therapist. I need to get... I had one, and then I haven't gone in... Shit. Six months? That's when you started dating your girlfriend. Yeah. So you're like, I'm fixed now. I'm definitely not fixed. It's, it's, it's really... I swear to you, it's definitely the medication. Because remember when we were... I was in Comedy Central with you, I had just started, and it was, it was rough because I was trying Zoloft, Wellbutrin, and I, I was miserable. You know, I was just trying to get accustomed. But now I'm, it's been over a year, and I've been on Beneflaxin uh, or Accessor or something like that. I've been on it for so long, I feel great. I still get sad and jealous and miserable, but it's different. You know, it's like miserable, but I don't want to die. So I, I love that. Yeah, because I'm on Zoloft. I was getting very depressed about just everything. and I forgot to take it. <laughs> when you get off one of those medications, it's insane. So even you cannot, saying, you cannot, you can't you just go have, cold turkey. No. But I was literally forgetting and I was like, why am I getting sadder? And then one day I was like, oh, my God, I haven't taken my medication in like a week. Oh, you'd like you let a week go by? Yes, I didn't get out of bed. I was like so. Oh. Yeah, I was trying. When I was in Comedy Central, I had just like, I think I started it maybe six, seven months into the program. It was towards, it was towards the end of the program that I was, um, that I was taking it. And it was rough. There was a whole month I slept on the, I was just sleeping in that room. Well, it because also when you're trying medication, like my psychiatrist is going to switch me to Wellbutrin, but she's like, you can't be literally when you're switching medication, you really shouldn't be doing anything because your body changes so much. It was making sure that I couldn't do a damn thing. I was, I had a work blanket where I would just curl up in it and I would just be there all day. And I was like, wow, they're paying me to sleep. This is the life. I was just full on. Like if I don't go to sleep, I'm going to have an anxiety attack because me just being up and thinking about everything that's going on is going to kill me. So if I close my eyes, I wake up, none of this is happening. Yeah, I went through that in quarantine, I feel like, after I got the herpes, which I think I told you about. No. Oh, what happened? Saying, but- Hannah, what is, yo, what happened? Oh, man, I fuck, fuck the guests. We don't care. I, everything that's going <laughs> on with me, I'm doing great. I'm happy. That's boring. Uh, happened. I don't know. I was just like dating someone and then they were like lying and cheating and, um, didn't tell me. And then I got like really, really sick. I couldn't get out of bed. I lost 15 pounds. I was like, what, what? is happening? Yeah. And then I found out I got it and I was so depressed, but then you I, had, but you could be sick with herpes. Yeah. Cause when it hits you, it's a virus. Oh, so, fuck. Yeah, I feel like I was in this like spiral of really depressed. I was in a depression for like two months. And then you realize that everyone fucking has herpes. So it's not that big of a deal. But how did you know you had it? I mean, I got the virus and then I finally looked between my legs and I was like, oh, my God. You finally looked between your legs and you were like, well, this isn't this. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, it looks like a Jackson Pollock. I was like, oh, my God, Hannah. (laughs) 
was, uh, I, I love your transparency, bitch. Thank you. I mean, good God. And so now what do you take? You take like medication for it? Yeah, to prevent outbreaks and stuff. It was funny. I was going to Venmo him $500 because I'm like, it's $10 a month. He should at least give me 500 to give me five years, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he denied that payment for sure. Who the <laughs> fuck was, was this guy? Just some dude that... Not, not a comedian, right? N- no, no, no. Okay, God. Woo. You know okay. I'd be calling that ass out on Twitter. Yeah, thank God. Uh, Have you ever dated a comedian? Oh, I wouldn't say dated. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I hooked up with one and, you know, I learned my lesson early and I said, okay, well, this will never happen again. And now I'm, I'm so many years free of comedian dick or whatever, you know, it's great. When did you, when you were bi, do you consider yourself bi or do you consider yourself a lesbian or do you not I, care? I, cons- I considered myself um, on Molly. Like I was on drugs, like... <laughs> For most of the time, anything that I was doing, I was on drugs. Like I was, I was not sober sucking dick. I was not sober eating vagina. I was, it, it was all like overlapping, you know? And so I feel like right now, this is the most honest I've been with myself, my body, my emotions. And this is the time that counts, to be honest. Like, I just think that when you're intoxicated or when you're under the influence, I'm not saying that it's not real. I'm just saying that everything is heightened and you, I don't think you know what you, you want or would, you don't know what you would normally do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Molly definitely helped the experience. Cocaine helped the experience. Half the shit that I did on coke, I would not go to Westchester at five o'clock in the morning after, a get, after working all night to go do more cocaine unless I was already on cocaine. Like, that's just a fact. Wait, so you used to go to Westchester to do cocaine? No, we, it was um, some big DJ's house. He lived in Westchester, and I had went to work, and then I had went to this nightclub called Pasha, and then they were like, oh, you know, if we, he's going to get a car for us to come to his house, and he has, like, more drugs or whatever. And I was like, I was already high. So I said, yeah, let's go. And then I went, oh, man, it was... It was a cracked in. I don't know why. Honestly, when people say I look good, I'm like, you don't understand what I've been through. I look good for somebody who's had meth before, ketamine, cocaine, eight, nine, ten shots a night. Like, I, I, when I say that I look good, I say it with my chest. And I eat terribly, you know? That's the thing, Cindy. You look so fucking good. And then you tell these stories about doing fucking cocaine all night. And I'm like... That's annoying to me because you yeah. look fucking good. Yeah, and well, because so I that's... stopped though. I stopped. Yeah, because was... how old were you when you got sober? You were thirty. Uh, uh, yeah. It's been like um, I tried to get. I started my sobriety almost six years ago, and then I relapsed two years in, and now I'm like three and some change, like three years and four or five months now. So. Yeah, it took me some time to get to where the fuck I am. But I think once you get it out of your system, I think it's easier to age properly, you know, because, you know, I don't drink enough water. (laughs) When you get sober, all you want to do is have sugar, You sugar, sugar, sugar. I'm like a sugar fiend now. Uh, Red Bull. I was drinking Red Bull all the time. Still drinking Red Bull. Uh, I was supposed to get off Red Bull like a month ago, but I'm still having trouble. I have an addictive personality. I don't know if you guys can hear it in the tone of my voice, but it's very much if I like something, I love it. And then I'm doing it every day. Do you think that affects you in your relationships? 
well, no. Well, the person that I'm with now, I am. I wouldn't say that I'm addicted to her, but I definitely think that I am so into her and we compliment each other and she's so funny and hot and just she's successful. She's everything that I would want in a partner and we just have good chemistry. So if I was addicted to her, it would be okay, but I'm, I'm not addicted to her. I think I'm, I'm just meant to be with her. Are you guys living together? No, no. She's, she lives in LA. She's filming a movie right now. She's just, she's just great. Me, I'm on my couch. I'm like, I'm here. I'm waiting for her to call me later. Like, this is my night. I'm doing wonderful. I'm a stay-at-home babe. That's where I am. <laughs> Wait, so, Sydney, are you going to move to L.A. then? I mean, this is me being honest. I don't want to move to L.A. for a person. I want to move to L.A. because of work, because I want to go to L.A. Because then if something doesn't work out, then your experience is kind of, like, tainted and ruined. You're like, okay, well, I have to leave because this didn't work out. But if you go there for work, I already know it might not work out because it's work, you know? You go to L.A. for your career. Everybody's in L.A. for their career. And a lot of them are homeless now. So it's like, at least I know that I'm not, I'm setting myself up for failure when I'm thinking about going to L.A. for a career, you know? Would you be down to be like, you know, we'll just do this back and forth thing for as long as we need to? If she's rich enough, yes. Yes, I'll be (laughs) by coastal. (laughs) Because if she's rich, then I could pay for my apartment here and then live with her and pay in other ways, you know? What do you mean other ways? You need to specify. How do you no, pay in no. other ways? No, the good thing the good thing about being a lesbian is like y'all y'all splitting. It's splitting. Like that that at the end of the day, there's like no gender roles or whatever. It's like, listen, I love you, you love me. If I have the money, I'm paying I'm gonna pay half. I don't want you to pay everything. I think if you if you truly love someone, you wouldn't want them going in their pocket every single time. Like that's how I know that I love her because I want to pull out my card and use it. You're not taking money from someone to get a nano. No. <laughs> Is that how you know no. you love exactly. her? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So on your first date, I don't mean this. Let me know if this is disrespectful, but how do you know who pays? The great thing about the pandemic is there's no dates. When are you going on a date, hun? Like Wrong person to ask. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're FaceTiming. We are FaceTiming like every day talking like three hours a day for me that felt that felt like a date you know like us just getting to us getting to know each other and I mean this is the most I've learned about somebody without physically being with them all the time and I feel like that's how you build that connection because you're like it's not physical completely so you're well it is physical because you know (laughs) like we are you know we are popping off on the FaceTime but yeah Cindy I've seen your Instagram I imagine your (laughs) private photos are they're pretty damn good wait hold on let me show you something you know yesterday was uh, Valentine's Day and I had to like take some you know I was taking some photos or whatever I wonder if you could see this holy shit did you buy that lingerie yeah, I do. But it's Savage Fenty. I'm a, I'm a VIP. I told her, I was like, oh, man, I want to <laughs> pose for Savage Fenty. And she's like, yeah, like you want to model for them. You don't want to be an ambassador. I was like, oh, what's the difference? She's like, well, modeling, you'll probably be on the website or be in the fashion show. And when you're an ambassador, you have to like be in your lingerie and put it on the grid. And I said, yes, yes. She's like, yeah, I don't need everybody to see you on the grid in a thong. And I was like, you're right. I understand. It takes a confident, a really confident person, which she is, 
But like, I don't know if I want to be seeing everybody drooling over my girlfriend's cheeks. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. Especially if you're sending her those photos on Valentine's Day, it becomes yeah. a little less special if they're just on your Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, for for us, if you you do what you want in your relationship, I, I yeah. have no I have no advice for anybody because this is the first relationship that's like working. So I, I know nothing. But I think for me, you know, we're all a little jealous. She put a picture of her abs on Instagram and she had like 300 comments. And I was like, what the fuck? I have to damn near put my tits on the grid to get 100 comments. But you're both in the industry. So you're like, get yeah. it. But it is also you're jealous or not jealous. Not jealous, not jealous. But I just, you know, we want to be respectful. I want to be respectful. So I've literally, Cindy, I'm so happy for you because I've never heard you talk about a relationship like this. Oh, like- no, no. I... I have been through the through the works when it comes to relationships because I think I'm a serial monogamous person, you know. I I will get into something and I'll stay. I'm a squatter actually. I'm just a <laughs> squatter. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be going well, but I'll just stay, you know? Of course yeah. I know that. <laughs> I, not only do I stay, I chase after things that are literally terrible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, what's the worst date you've been on? The worst date I've been on I would say I was stalking this guy on on social media, like Facebook and stuff like that. He was on a reality show. It was not a big reality show, but for me, it was it was big. He was on TV. That was it. Naked and afraid. No, he was on the cops. No, just kidding. He was <laughs> he was <laughs> he was on a reality show, and so I was like, he's a model, and I was like, oh my god, he's so hot, he's so hot. So I have been stalking, stalking on his Facebook and stuff. And then it just so happened one night I was at this after hours and it was like, I don't know, five o'clock in the morning. I was so obsessed with this guy. I put his picture on my home screen. So where I'm high rolling on Molly or whatever. And he's I thought I saw him. I was like, oh, my God, he's here. He's at the party. And my dumbass goes up to him and I show him my phone. I'm like, this is you. And he's like, that is me. And he gave me his phone number. I was like, Wow, that's a red flag. I, I I have your picture on my phone, but I think it was like an ego thing. He was like, "Yeah, I should be on people's home screens." He didn't look at it like, "Oh, this psycho." He was like, "Yeah, I'm famous." So I ended up going to his house on our first date, and it was very suspect. Like his apartment was nice, but he had like a hole in the wall, and I come to find out, like he had punched a hole in his wall. His ex-girlfriend had just moved out. She took all the curtains. He didn't replace the curtains because he was like, I need her to know that I don't need curtains. He didn't have any utensils. She took all of those. He's like, I don't need utensils. He made me fish tacos out of like this cauldron thing. And then we ended up- You don't need utensils for fish tacos, to be fair. That's true. Yes, that's true. That's true. He made us drink box wine, which I guess is fine. But then he made me- Pay for his weed. We went to the weed spot downstairs and I had to give him money. He's like, yeah, you got like $40. I need to get us some weed. And I was like, I don't smoke weed. He's like, yeah, but you know, for the vibes. So I got him weed. I'm drinking box wine. The box wine cost less than the weed that I paid for. And I went all the way to his house, which was like an hour and a half away from me. So we're drinking. He's making fish tacos. Obviously, we're going to have sex because, like, why the fuck did I go, like, two burrows to see this dude? And he had, like, a book of spells on the side of his bed. 
So he was like, wait, what do you mean book of spells? A book of spells, like Harry Potter, like a, like spells, real spells. Like he was casting spells? Spells, yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, he's so fun. This is eclectic. <laughs> Did he ever cast a spell? Girl, I don't know because he must have because I stayed. I stayed after <laughs> seeing the book of spells. I had sex with him and he, I wouldn't say he took his condom off, but he definitely put coconut oil on his dick. Cause I was not, I was dry. Cause I was like, I don't know how I feel about this situation. Like the book of spells sham wild my puss. It was just, it didn't feel right. And he put coconut oil and I was like, mm, I don't, I don't know if this is, but it felt great. Coconut oil is awesome. Lubricant. I don't think it's the safest lubricant, but it did feel good. Uh, and then he made me watch Al Jazeera news after we had sex. As like the cigarette after the day after sex like yes like conspiracy theory video like everything it was crazy and then he kicked me out and told me that he was he was moving um teleporting (laughs) he was like i'm moving to la in a week or whatever so this is probably not gonna work and i was like is he telling me that i was bad in bed like i don't know and then two or three weeks after that i saw him on the train he was in brooklyn moved to la so he didn't move to la no I guess LA is Brooklyn now. (laughs) I mean, for me, it basically is. So did you call him out? No, I just was like, this is how it was supposed to be. It's fine. I'll be fine. (laughs) I don't need to hook up with him again. It's okay. No, I took that. I took that L on my chest. I said, it's fine. (laughs) It's so interesting knowing you now and hearing these stories because I can't imagine you putting up with that shit. No, not, not no more. Like I'm just, you know, I am, I'm tired. I don't want to do... I don't want that. That's not, that's not for me. I don't want to, like, the pandemic has made me so, so lazy that, like, I couldn't imagine getting up, putting clothes on, and then leaving to go somewhere, and the person is not treating me right. And I'm sober, so box wine ain't it for me. I'm like, you got LaCroix? You got raspberry, like, flavored? Like, what's going on? When do you think you realized you knew what you wanted? How old do you think you were? I don't know. You're like, I have no idea. I still, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Yo, I am so mad. I'm mad at my friend. Wait, why? We're not gonna, I'm just looking on Instagram while I'm doing this podcast. Sorry. Thank you so much, Sydney. You're really, uh, I just just needed to be, I had to be honest. What happened? Yeah, but, um, they posted pictures. Obviously, we were not we're not gonna say the person, but they posted pictures of you know we went to their birthday party or whatever. It was a small gathering, but it's just like everybody doesn't need to know that we were all together. Just people are gonna do what they're gonna do, right? But if you post that you're doing what you what you're doing, it makes other people want to do that too. And it's like we need to keep the numbers down, even if it's a lie. Like you just. Just don't show that all these people are together in closed space. We ain't got no mask on. And I'm one of those people. I'm like, that's not, the brand is, looks like on my Instagram, I'm in the house all day, every day. That's what I want to keep it that way. Yeah, you do look like that because you watched, um, what's the show on HBO Max about the Wall Street? Industry. That you were, industry. You know why? I watched that fucking show because you were posting about it. Speaking of white guys who are boring, I'm like, I can't tell any of these characters apart. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. I'm there for Harper. I'm there for Harper. At the end of the show, you're like, oh, you think it's just about Wall Street, a financial situation? The uh, What is it called? The bank? What are they supposed to be like? Investment bankers. And yes, investment bankers. 
it's that that's not just the world in investment banker. That's everywhere. That's why it's called industry. It's everywhere. Like if you're a woman of color, you have to decide, do I side with these white women and be a feminist or do I side with a man? That's like most of the time, like, hey, do I take this woman's advice that doesn't really have the best benefit of my of my own? It's the benefit of her and other people who look like her. Or I have to side with these fucking men who might secure that I have a job a little bit longer. And she had to side with the man because it's like, that's just, I'm sorry, Hannah, not you. It's just, it's hard to trust white women at times. It's just hard. I get it. I don't even trust myself. (laughs) But I was getting so confused with like the three white guys who look so much alike. I didn't care about them. It wasn't about them. It was about her and how like she got this program but she like lied on her, you know, uh, resume. Resume, yeah. Lied on like what school she like. She didn't even graduate or whatever. But she was technically the most qualified because and the smartest. And the smartest in the sense that like investment making is all. It's all mind games. It's bullshit. It's the gift of gab. That's what it is. It's all like talking and making people believe in like these numbers that you're presenting to them. So. It was like, oh, either these people are there because they, quote, quote, belong there, or you kind of have to scam your way in. And obviously, I'm going to be with the underdog. (laughs) But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, why do you even want to be here? Everybody's so fucking toxic. Everybody's so miserable. Because of money. Yeah. It's the devil. (laughs) It's the devil. It's not good. Do something that makes you happy and makes you feel like you're a better person. That's what I learned right now in quarantine about like, you know, being a stand-up comedian. I was just like going to shows every single night. I wasn't, I wasn't fraternizing with my actual friends, not my actual friend, but friends who are not doing stand-up. And I, I like lost a lot of those relationships. And now we're just in the house and we're like, well, I, I guess I could go to your Zoom baby shower now. I'm available but they don't even want to invite you because it's like, bitch, where you been for the last seven years? I feel that too. I've gotten close with like my high school friends again. These are healthy, normal people. Yes, yep. A year ago, I was making jokes about death all the time. Death, 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 death. And like comedians would think it's funny, but like some of the shows, it would be a hit or miss because they're just like, yeah, this is funny, but it's also fucking sad, you know? But I'm like, no, 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 this is comedy. And then my friends are like, my friends who are not in comedy, they're like, girl, we're worried about you. You're always talking about you're dying. Are you okay? Are you good? Like, what's up? But in comedy, we can have really bad thoughts and put it under this disguise of like, ha, 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 let's laugh. And it's like, no, 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 no. So like, now that I'm healthier, I'm not making those jokes. And uh, I, whenever I, I see jokes like that on Twitter and stuff, I'm like, I have to message that person and be like, hey, uh, you good? What's going on? (laughs) It is a lot about um, perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But saying that, do you have a crazy bitch of the week? (laughs) I mean, the crazy bitch of the week, I, I would say it's me posting my girlfriend on Valentine's Day. I was like, why am I subscribing to this fake holiday? Like, we love each other. We like have so many amazing moments. I don't post my relationship on Instagram or Twitter or whatever because I'm like, I need to keep things some some things private. And also she's like, 
in comedy as actors or whatever like that. And we just, I just want to have some kind of boundaries. And so uh, I fell into the, oh my God, everybody's posting their lover. I need to do the same. Well, she posted first. So that's what happened. And I was like, well, I can't have her out here looking like she's just dating somebody by herself. And uh, so I started posting and I just was like, it was nice. It was really, really nice. Like, I haven't had that many people messaging in my day. I haven't had that many, like, interactions and people being so nice to me since a birthday. I only get that on my birthday. So it's your birthday or people find out you're gay and in a hot relationship. That's the, that's <laughs> people, that's the only time people want to give you attention. You do. Your tweets have gotten a lot more positive. You seem a lot happier, and I'm like, then you posted your happy relationship. I'm like, this is all fucking adding up now. Yeah. It's bad. Hannah, you remember I used to tweet, like, very morbid things. Just. But you know I I love that shit. I'm like. Yes, me too. Me too. I love it too, but I just realized that um, when you have love and light in your life, you're looking at those jokes sideways. You're like, "I I should check in. I should call. <laughs> and now I call people when I see stuff. I'm like, I got to call and just make sure they're all right. You know? Yeah, we should probably call this person and yeah. check them into a certain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy you know, bitch of the week. You don't have to post your relationship and it doesn't make you a bad person. And you shouldn't have to be pushed into promoting your relationship and putting pictures up because at the end of the day, none of that stuff matters. It only matters what's ha- really happening. Social media is not real. It's a slither of like your real life. And it's all curated. It's curated. And also if someone's posting too much about their relationship, you're like, uh, something's not right. You know, yeah. you're overcompensating for like the reality of it. Yeah. And so obviously, yeah, I want people to know. And all the people who who are in my life, they know. They know how happy she makes me and all the nice things that she does and we do with for each other. Everybody knows that. So I don't need, you know, thousands of people I don't know knowing that she makes me squirt. So, like, boom. <laughs> I did that anyway. I told her on the pod. I did that for you, Hannah. I was like, let me give, let me give them something fun. <laughs> You're a squirter. I am not, but she did. She she made me she made me squirt. That's huge. Yeah. Did your ex girlfriend reach out? Do you think? Yes, she's she jealous? did. She was she was like, I think I have to unfollow you. I don't know if I'm ready to see all this. And I was like, Don't worry, this was only a one time thing. But also, I understand. That's what I was saying about social media. Is like now it's so black and white about how people feel about you because if they mm-hmm. unfollow you or they're not looking at something, it's like they're clearly upset by it or they just mm-hmm. don't like you. It just makes it so concrete about their mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. But it's nice that she texted you and said that. Well, we're friends. We talk all the time. I like, I love her. Uh, Adrian is, she is someone else. She surely is. She surely is. She should be seeing someone. She's an awesome woman. She's perfect. I just, we just weren't, it was not for us. It wasn't meant for us. And that's okay. But like, she's my friend. She's my family. I, I love her. I want her to be happy. She bought a home. She's it doing great so- without me. Yeah, it is so weird to see an ex doing so well, and you're like, I'm so happy for this person. Yeah. But that's, I say, that's how you know you didn't really love them. Mm -hmm. If you're like, I'm so happy for them. Like, I love this for them. (laughs) People who I've, like, really loved, when I see them happy, I'm like, I'm going to end this. Yeah, yeah. You get, like, petty and conniving. Yeah, I'm like, how can I ruin this for them? Laughing. But... You don't talk to your, we don't also, I can cut this if you don't want to talk about it, but you don't talk to your mom anymore. But no, no, day, no. 
I don't talk to her. But did you ever keep secrets? Um, I t- well, when I tried to get my abortion on her on her insurance, they don't bill you for like oh, like a couple months or like a month or two. So she got the bill, and it was like, what is this thing for an anesthesiologist for five hundred dollars? And I was like, mm. like I had thought about everything that I was gonna lie about until that I didn't know that it was gonna be on the bill. It said, it, I asked him, hey, is it gonna say abortion on the bill? They said no. But I didn't ask anything. I was like, I didn't ask. So what's going to be on the bill? Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think it would be like? I don't know, uh, friend. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> think about that. I was I was young. OK. Snip snip would be the abortion bill. Yeah. And so I tried to I tried to lie. I tried to be like, I don't know. I I went to go get a checkup. And they're like, no. And any what do you need an anesthesiologist for a checkup? So how did you get out of it? I didn't. My mother's not dumb. <laughs> oh, she just knew what it was. She was like, "Did you get abor- uh, get an abortion?" I was like, "Did you?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I was like, "You should never disrespect your mother like that. Love your mom. If you got an abortion or insurance, just just be honest. Just be like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to alarm you. Whatever, you, whatever you gotta say, just don't be disrespectful. It's like, how was she dare a little you? Relieved? Was she a little no, relieved? no. She was like, you loose living hussy." You're over here fucking and getting abortions on my good insurance. I mean, if she pays that much for insurance, you should be able to get an abortion on it. Like, that's a private use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. But that's, unfortunately, that's not how she saw it. So, <laughs> Do you think you want kids? I do. I do. I do. I would like a child or two. Would you have the child or would you make your partner have the child? Oh, no, I think we both want to have a kid I would go first because I would have to see how she would take care of me so that I can take all those notes and make sure that I take care of her the same way <laughs> reciprocate yeah you want two kids then uh yeah I yeah I think two kids would be nice just so that my the kid's not an only child <laughs> yeah because those are trouble yeah <laughs> or if you ask them if they're an only child they're like what the fuck does that mean and you're yep. like well you're a piece they get of defensive shit. yeah, yeah. You don't know how to share and you don't like sharing your feelings either you split the bill in a way that's very uncomfortable for everyone mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. <laughs> you think y'all boys or girls i don't know i just I, I don't think that matters i just want them to be healthy and happy and not have the generational trauma that i fucking had <laughs> uh you know i want them to this world sucks, but all you can do is try to provide the best life you can for your offspring. And I have to start by not drinking Red Bull because it's like if I'm trying to <laughs> if I'm trying to start a family, it's like, why would you want anything like that's living and breathing in Red Bull? Like, <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, I feel like you're killing your eggs one Red Bull at a time. <laughs> I, you know what? That is probably true. Every time I drink a Red Bull, I just taste like a final from college that I failed. So I'm like, <laughs> I, just, yeah. I don't know what the fuck is in there, but it definitely doesn't give you wings. It gives me like mm-hmm. full blown <laughs> chin acne. So, uh, um, but no, Cindy, I know you're a busy girl. So I'm like, no, I'm not. You could tell by my Insta stories that I'm not fucking busy. I'm here. I'm available. Do you want to plug your handles? And you have a new podcast, right? Yes, I do. I do. I, I have my 
my podcast is in first position, The Unofficial Expert. Uh, that's on Forever Dog, and I do that with Marie Faustin. And then I have my new podcast, Hobby Hunter, on HeadGum. And that's where I interview people who've acquired new hobbies in this uh, pancetta. We're in a pancetta right now. So, yeah. What's, what's one hobby you think you picked up from it? Uh, Dulce Sloan had UV resin as, as her hobby, and it's pretty fucking cool. Like, she makes earrings and she makes like uh, rolling trays and bracelets and you could actually make money from it but she just she just does it for fun she doesn't even charge i need yeah. to look this up i've never even heard of it it's cool it's, the podcast yeah, yeah yeah i think it's coming out this week too so yeah you should okay cool i'll listen to it well thank you for coming on thanks for having me this was nice i had a good time uh you know just running my fucking mouth <laughs> hey well, it's- Yeah, it's my favorite thing to do, obviously. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.